Chapter Six of the Dragon's Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Dragon's Secret by Augusta Hill Seaman. Chapter Six. Leslie makes some deductions. Well, of all things! Ejaculated the astonished Phyllis. And you never said a word. What was it? I didn't say anything. Explained Leslie because there was hardly a chance. It was just before we came out, and— But what was it? Never mind how it happened, cried Phyllis impatiently. Well, this is a part of it. In that southwest bedroom, the one facing our house, I saw a tiny string of beads lying under the bureau, just by the front leg of it. The string was just a thread about three inches long, with some little green beads on it. A few of the beads had come off and rolled farther away. I picked one of them up, and here it is. She held out a little bead to Phyllis. "'But what on earth is there to this?' exclaimed Phyllis, staring at it disappointedly. "'I don't see what an insignificant little object like this proves. It was probably left by the Danforths, anyway.' "'No, I don't think it was,' returned Leslie quietly, "'because the Danforths seemed to have cleaned the place very thoroughly. The rest of the floor was spick and span as could be. I think the string of beads was part of a fringe, such as they wear so much nowadays to trim nice dresses. It probably caught in the leg of that bureau, and was pulled off without its owner realizing it. Now did any of the Danforths, as far as you know, have any bead-trimmed dresses that they wore down here? Phyllis shook her head. I begin to see what you're driving at, Leslie. No, there's only Mrs. Danforth to wear dresses. The rest of the family consists of her husband and the boys. I'm perfectly certain I never saw her in a beaded dress. And even if she had one, I'm sure she wouldn't think of wearing it down here, not even to travel home in. People don't bring elaborate clothes to this place, and she's never been known to. I believe you're right. If the beads had been there when the place was cleaned, they would have disappeared. They must have come there since. The mysterious she of the footprint must have left them. But what else was there? Then I noticed another thing that was curious and very puzzling. I confess I can't make much out of it, and yet it may mean a great deal. It was out by the fireplace in the living room. Did you happen to notice that one of the bricks in the floor of it looked as if an attempt had been made to pry it loose or something the cement all along one side had been loosened and then packed down into place again and way in the corner i picked up this she held up the blade of a penknife broken off halfway no i hadn't noticed it at all exclaimed phyllis ruefully the truth is leslie i went into that place expecting to see it all torn up or upheaved or something of the kind something very definite anyway and when i didn't notice anything of the sort i was awfully disappointed and hardly stopped to notice any of these small things but i believe what you found may be very important and i think you're awfully clever to have noticed them too why it actually sounds like a regular detective story and now that you've found these things what do you make out of them have you any ideas leslie wrinkled her brows for an interval in silent thought at last she said yes i have a good many ideas but i haven't had time to get them into any order yet they're all sort of chaotic oh never mind cried the ever impatient phyllis tell me them anyway i don't care how chaotic they are well to begin with has this occurred to you whoever comes here selects only a stormy rainy night for a visit now why unless they think it the best kind of time to escape observation they just calculate on few people going out or even looking out of their houses on that kind of night isn't that so it certainly seems to be agreed phyllis but what do you prove by that i don't prove anything but i've drawn a conclusion from it that i'll tell you later then there's the matter of this little bead i know you rather scorned it when i first showed it to you 
But do you realize one thing? We may be able to identify the owner by means of it. Phyllis stared at her incredulously, but Leslie continued, Yes, I really think so, and I'll tell you why. This isn't an ordinary bead. In the first place, it's a rather peculiar shade of green, one you don't ordinarily see. Then, though it's so small, it's cut in a different way, too, sort of melon-shaped, only with about six sides. Do you see? On closer examination, Phyllis did see, and she had to acknowledge that Leslie was right. Then there's the broken penknife with the brick with one side pried out, went on Leslie. It's pretty plain that the person was trying to pry up that brick with the penknife, and found it hard work because the mortar or cement is solid. Then the blade of the knife broke, and the attempt was probably given up. Now why did they want to pry up that brick? I know, I know, cried Phyllis triumphantly. They wanted to bury the dragon's secret under it. Maybe they did, and maybe they didn't, replied Leslie more cautiously. They certainly tried to pry up the brick, but perhaps it was to look for something under it rather than to hide anything. However, I rather think it was to hide it, and because they didn't succeed, they went out and buried it in the sand instead. How about that? Phyllis sprang up and hugged her impetuously. You have a brain like a regulation sleuth hounds, she laughed. What else? Well, this is what I can't understand. Suppose this person, we're sure now it must be a woman, came down here that first stormy night with the dragon's secret, and tried to hide it somewhere, and finally buried it in the sand outside. The question is, what did she come for the second time? To get it again? suggested Phyllis. I'm almost absolutely certain not, because if so, all she would have had to do was to go outside and dig. Of course, she wouldn't have found it, because we had it, but she never went outside at all. I know that positively. I passed right by the place where Rags dug the hole, on my way up from your bungalow, and it was quite untouched, just as we left it after we filled it up again that day. And when we came back again, I looked a second time, and still it was the same. And I watched half the night, and would certainly have seen if anyone had gone there. No, I'm sure it wasn't for that. But what was it for? Give it up, advised Phyllis, at least for the present. Anything else? No, except the conclusion I drew about the person's coming on a stormy night. Do you realize this? There's quite a big chance that they, or rather she, will come again on the next stormy night, perhaps. Well, if that's the case, exclaimed Phyllis, I've drawn a little conclusion of my own. The next stormy night I'm going to spend at your bungalow, and we're going to keep awake all night. End of chapter 6